Yo, what up, Ken folk? This your boy Smo, and you're listening to the HodgePodge Podcast. Hello, everyone. It's Murph from Jokers. I'm here in my hotel room. There's my blankie. These things are not important. Here's what is. You've made a choice to listen to the HodgePodge Podcast. Not a bad choice, my friend. You are making good decisions in life. Subscribe now and anywhere that podcasts are available. Simulcast number seven. That is right. This is Big Shrimp Radio, episode number 106. And Hodge, what episode number is this for the Hodge Podge? 239. 239. Uh, yeah, Simulcast number seven. If you're listening to this, uh, if you noticed uh, the episode prior to this was the special message to Emma from Atlanta. And if you had listened to that already, you would know, or if you had followed on Facebook and Instagram, you would know that I just got back from Nashville. I uh, had a Nashville trip, and I don't want to talk about that a whole lot right now. Um, I really want to go in chronological order and talk about uh, my hospitalization. That's uh, avid listeners, faithful listeners. Hodge is sick again, apparently. Those of no. you that are avid listeners know that I um, temporarily I can't drive because of the medicines I take for the neurological uh, issue that I have. Uh, that is temporary. I will be driving again soon. But as of right now, I'm not driving. So I just got back to Johnson City from Nashville. I spent the last, I think, uh, five nights and five days there. And I rode the Greyhound. And for my rant, I don't know what is wrong with society or why people are so selfish and careless that um, people just take no initiative to even care or to have courtesy. And what do I mean by that? Well, the holidays are now over, and I'm assuming I didn't really stop to ask. I probably should have, but it's a Greyhound station uh, early or, yeah, 2 uh, a.m., 2 a.m., What what is today? I don't know what today is. It's Saturday, two a.m. Dude, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. According to my laptop, it's Saturday. Okay, two a.m. Saturday morning. I uh, left Nashville, got on a bus, 
And at the Greyhound station, there was like 50, maybe 60 active duty service members um, in their uh, uniform, their boots. And, you know, obviously, it's after the holidays. They're going back uh, to their camps or going back to their uh, 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 training for whatever they do. And... You know, it is what it is. Um, some are sitting somewhere in Nashville, but after we left Nashville and got to the midway point between Nashville and Johnson City, Knoxville, um, I got off the bus and I was so pissed off. I was so irritated because I walk into the Greyhound station and there are people like with all of their bags sitting in all these chairs and then other people that are able-bodied sitting on their fat asses in these chairs while our service people that are putting their lives on the line for, uh, to fight for the freedoms that we in, enjoy and for uh, the safety and protection that we take for granted and enjoy either had to stand on their feet um, during the layover or sit on the floor for, I'm talking an hour to two or three or four hours, uh, sitting on the fucking floor because a bunch of uh, lazy, ungrateful idiots <laughs> just had to take up all the seats or um, throw all of their bags and take up like five seats with their bags. And, you know, I thought, you know, once upon a time, people would get up and volunteer their seats to a soldier or to a veteran. And I don't know, it just, it really struck a nerve. That really pissed me off. And then um, I got pissed off even more once I got back to Johnson City because around 830 Eastern time, I got back to Johnson City. My grandmother picked me up at the bus station, and I had decided to go into the bathroom and change uh, from my pants to a pair of shorts. I said we were also going to go to Walmart before I came home, and I just wanted to get comfortable. And uh, I didn't realize she was going to go into the bus station to get my suitcase, and she had. It's what she did. And my suitcase weighed 54.5 pounds uh, after it was fully packed and closed up because I had all my clothes in it. And I had some other stuff in it I brought back from Nashville. And my grandmother, um, she's uh, kind of, I mean, she's healthy, you know, for her age. But she's a woman and she's older. And so she was struggling, struggling to put the suitcase into the back of the car while I 12, 13 or 14 able-bodied grown ass men were standing there watching her while they were smoking, watching her struggle. She almost fell. Finally, one of the employees, she found one of the employees and said, can you help me? And he came and helped her and put it into the car. Now, had I known she was struggling like this, uh, I would have, not change. I mean, I would have just done it myself, but I didn't know she was going to come inside and get my uh, 
suitcase and pick it out. And she was really bothered by that. She was like, I can't believe all those grown men. And nobody didn't even, and, you know, saw me struggling. Nobody even said a word. And, you know, it's a society that we live in that people just don't give a damn. Now, I do get that, on the other hand, you know, some people are uh, weary. They're cautious because women, um, uh, they don't want some women get offended and feel like you're coming on to them or you're hitting on them or whatever. But uh, that wasn't that would not have been the case in this situation. It's clearly an old woman struggling with a uh, suitcase. And so I don't know. That's my rant. If um, you're somebody that you are ever in a position to where you can give a soldier or a handicapped person a seat while you stand for a few minutes or what have you, and you choose not to because you're lazy or because you're careless, fuck you. If you're one of those people that you ever uh, see somebody in need and you see somebody struggling uh, to lift something and you're uh, well-bodied, you're strong, you're healthy, and you just decide you're not going to do it just because you're a piece of shit, fuck you too. That's my rant. Um, we got that out of the way, so we're going to rewind um, three weeks ago or so. Had to go back to the hospital. Neurological stuff started acting up again. So I went back to the hospital. I think I was there for six days, five or six days. Got the IV stuff, steroids, antibiotics, and the IVIG. And this time, well, the last couple of times I went, they wanted to send me to the nursing home physical therapy. And I said, I can't. I've got a podcast to do. I've got too much to do. I'll tough it out. Well, apparently my stubbornness and refusal to go. Goddamn, Hodge. <laughs> Anyways, has caused, uh, had uh, compounded the issue. And so this time, they really weren't going to take no for an answer. They said, you're going to go. So after I was discharged from the hospital, I went to the nursing home for 10 days. Uh, physical therapy, that meant I spent Christmas there. I spent Christmas in the nursing home. Um, luckily, I was able to get out by New Year's. So I got discharged. I think I got discharged. Yeah, I got discharged Saturday. Or no, I got discharged Sunday. The next day, Monday. I had already decided a couple of days uh, before I got discharged. I was going to go back to Nashville. I was going to spend New Year's in Nashville, hang out, go back, hand out more cards, and do some more networking, uh, hang out with some friends. That's what I did. So I went back to Nashville, and I was there uh, Monday. I got there at 9.30 Monday night. I hung out and I stayed until uh, uh, 2 a.m. last night, Friday night. Um, stayed at Brittany's for a couple of nights, hung out with her and her dog, Buddy, who was the cutest dog ever. Um, got to finally meet Jesse Rose in the flesh. Um, she's a phenomenal artist, folks. If you haven't heard our interview, I don't have it at my disposal, what episode number that was, but go check it out at Big Shrimp Radio, uh, the interview with Jesse Rose. Also, um, check out her music. Um, 
and she's a sweetheart too. She's uh, beautiful inside and out. Um, I didn't get to watch her perform. I had promised to buy me something for dinner, and then that took long, and ended up going to the Honky Tonk Central. But uh, what else did we get to do? I um, um, hung out with my dad, went to see my grandparents, um, went to uh, Brittany, made me breakfast a couple of mornings in a row. A French Uh-oh. breakfast, which is yeah, you know, breakfast. Woo! You know what that means. Y'all are in for the big times, dude. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to take this down pervert alley, but... Well, I was <laughs> trying to, but it didn't work out that well. Yeah, well, Brittany would probably so happy if she knew that. Or no, she would say, why? In her tone, that tone that she says it in. But yeah, Brittany, <laughs> uh... uh I, I stopped in one of the guest bedrooms, and there, there will never be anything romantic between Brittany and I. We're like siblings. I'm not. I know. I'm just, giving you, I, I, I'm just giving you crap for it. I know, but for the listeners, I'm not remotely attracted to her, and she no. isn't at all attracted to me. Uh, we <laughs> are. Uh, uh, <laughs> we are like siblings. We fight like cats and dogs. Um, it is what it is. So, anyways, um, a few cool artists um, that I got to see play that I haven't met before. Um, I believe they'll be on a podcast in the near future. Let's see. Ouch. I can. Uh, the Manst Brothers, M A N T Z. Um, I've got to be honest. When I saw these two big dudes, and they're like big dudes, so like uh, tall, big bone, bulky dudes. When I saw these two big dudes walk in, and right after um, Jackson Caps and um, um, oh, her name just slipped my mind. Anyways, after they had left the stage, um. Uh, the 10 to close, which is like the main event, after Hockey Tom Central main stage, which is going to be the Mance Brothers. This was last night. When I first saw them, I thought, okay, there's not a girl with them. It's two dudes. Um, unless they're really, really good, this is going to be lame. Not trying to be rude, but they're probably going to do Florida Georgia Line, and, you know, it's just going to be lame. And I was proven wrong. Uh, these guys, their harmonies, whatever others, what do you expect? But um, one of the two, um, his voice, you can hit some crazy high notes. And they did the best cover I've ever heard in my life of uh, Tennessee Whiskey. Um, the best cover. And I got most of it on uh, video on Facebook. So when you say the best, when you say the best cover, so you're meaning Chris Stapleton's cover of Tennessee Whiskey is crap, or is it good in a certain sense? Okay, so I don't consider Chris Stapleton's a cover, but it is cover. I know it is. Wait a minute, let me finish. I know it is a cover. I know George Jones originated it, but um, the reason I don't consider his a cover is 
for the same reason that I don't consider a lot of Elvis's songs covers. It's because he, in a way, he reinvented his song. And not only did he reinvent the song, but he made a song that was virtually unknown to an entire generation, like the song to hear in country radio. He made it the song, and it was a song that was legendary and has been iconic and legendary for decades and decades. But Chris Stapleton was able to take that song and make it new, make it fresh, and bring it to a new audience. An audience that, to be quite frank, would never sit down and listen to George Jones voluntarily. They just wouldn't. They like the modern sound. They like uh, the current style. And Chris Stapleton was able to bring that song to a new generation and give it new life. So I don't consider his a cover. With that said, the Mance Brothers, uh, they're on Instagram. Look them up and on Facebook. Uh, phenomenal. And so um, when I uh, had uh, went to see Jessie Rose, she was um, uh, sharing the stage that night with Sammy Joe, and she had uh, introduced me to Sammy. She said, you need to get her on your podcast too. And we're going to make that happen. I've heard a lot of good things about Sammy. I've never seen Sammy play or heard any of her music. But I've heard a lot of good things about her. And uh, I'm definitely um, looking forward to um, having her on. So uh, Courtney Ray, that's the girl whose name I can't remember earlier. Courtney Ray. Uh, she's with Jackson Caps and his band. I might be wrong. I think they're dating or they might be married or they may just be uh, in a band. I don't know. But I, it seems like at some point one of the two of them said the other was they were married or something or another. But I could be wrong. Um, phenomenal voice. She's a rock star. She's um her and him, they blend really well together. His hair is crazy. He's got that 60s. I don't, I don't even know how you describe his hair, but he's one of those that when he sings, you stop what you're doing to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> uh, met up with Doreen Mitchell. Doreen is a lady. It's a B-teamer, fellow B-teamer. Uh, reached out to me on Facebook. Found out about me because of the Bobby Bones tattoo reached out uh, asking for advice about a year ago um, for meeting Bobby. And my advice uh, paid off. Her and her daughter got to meet Bobby. Oh, was and, that the chick? Uh, is is that is that the same thing where you told me um, you asked what I would say? Do you remember? I don't know. I don't know if I did. I don't think so because I think I met her. I don't know. I think... Because there was one time where there was one time where you said this girl is asking for how could she meet Bobby? Do you have any suggestions? No, no I don't know how long no. ago that was. No, that, that this, was a different first of all, this isn't a girl. This is a uh, an older woman. But anyways, her and her okay. son, husband were down from Massachusetts, and um, for a few days 
actually they were there I think from uh, Saturday into Thursday and I was there from Monday through Friday but uh, timing wise it didn't look like we were going to get to meet up even though we had promised for the last six months when she booked her flights that we would meet up and lo and behold we finally got to meet up at Alcatraz Central she was a sweetheart her husband is really cool um, I was very surprised. Um, I was sitting down at Honky Tonk Central, and at some particular point, this guy catches my eye. And I'm like, there's no way. And sure enough, Dylan Carmichael. If you're not familiar with Dylan Carmichael, he's a YouTube artist. Um, I shouldn't say YouTube artist, but he does YouTube. And he, um, some of his videos have millions of plays. He's a really cool guy. Um, I've been a fan of his for a few years. I asked one of the security guys, um, I said, is that uh, Dylan Carmichael? He said, I think that is, but let's Google him and double check. I said, yeah, that's him. So I walked up and said, excuse me, Dylan. He said, yeah. I said, I'm a huge fan. And we took a photo together. So wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Instead of going up and introducing yourself, and <laughs> you you Googled to see if this was the same no, guy. No, I didn't Google him. No, he had – no, you you Somebody else – no, somebody else no, Googled him. let me finish. Let me That's finish. But you said – you just said – I'm there not was trying an to... active shooter on Broadway. There was a guy walking around with a gun, and so a police presence was heavy. Uh, there was a police officer and a security guard blocking me from being able to get out of my booth. And so I looked. And by the way, then this happened again two night, like last night. Again, another guy was walking around Broadway with a gun, and everybody kept texting me. Uh, Dalton Black texted me instead. Stay alert, stay safe. Uh, um, um, Leanne texted me instead, get to a safe place now. Um, I had three or four artists texted me and said, where are you? Apparently there was somebody else that had gone out last night and actually shot a couple of people on Broadway, I, on the street I was on. So... Um, and I, dude, there was like half a million people there New Year's Eve, um, which I was going to get into the whole fiasco of how my Lyft ride that should have only been 12 bucks ended up being like $80. Well, and while you do people. that, I'm going to go refill my water, and you can continue to well, tell that you story. Refill because your water, but anyway, so... Because I already know the story. The security guy said before you go over there, uh, he said, let's Google. And so he put out his phone and Googled Dylan Carmichael. That's kind of weird that he was, he was giving me permission to go talk to a dude, which it really wasn't his permission to give. Anyway, so got that photo, hung out with uh, Tara Lynn. Oh, my God, pink hair, badass. I've never in my life, I've been to the Honky Tonk Central over a thousand times, maybe two or three thousand times over the last few years. I used to go seven days a week. Um, I've been all over Broadway. I've never seen a girl 
uh, or anybody for that matter, crowd surf. Uh, she crowd surfed from the stage to the bar. And not only did she crowd surf, but she sang Friends in Love Places. And I've never seen a girl cover that song. And I've never seen anybody cover it as soulfully as she did. She put some soul into that, and it was, oof, gave me chills. Another phenomenal artist, check her out, uh, Tara Land. Now, Tara will be on a podcast, I do believe, in the near future. Um, she had a um, a fiddle player in her band named Cedra. Cedra is badass also. I think she'll be on a podcast as well. All of these people I'm mentioning more or less said, yeah, they'll come on. We just got to work out the timing. Um, Sarah Avalos, I can't say enough good about her. I made a huge post about how she's just awesome. Uh, she made me cry. Um, her vocals Aww. are her, her vocals are legit. She has rasp. She has soul. She's country. It's like Janis Joplin and the Dixie Chicks and uh, Stevie Nicks all got together and created Sarah Avalos. She is so special, and if the right person found her, I swear to God, I would bet my eternal soul, I would bet 50, 20 years off my life that Sarah Avalos, with the right person behind her, the right marketing group behind her, the right machine behind her, she could reach the status of Eva legend. She is that special. And, um, uh, and, and, I, and I mean that. I do. Um, and so I mean, that, that was my trip. I'm sure I'm leaving out stuff. I know I'm leaving out stuff. There's so much that happened, and I can't even remember everything, but um, another phenomenal trip. I've been in Johnson City for a few hours now, actually several hours. It's uh, almost midnight, my time, Eastern time. And I'm depressed. I'm sad. I feel uh, I made a post on Facebook. I've got to go back to Nashville in a few weeks. That's where my heart is. That's where my soul belongs, and there is no place like home. And so enough of my rambling. We're going to get to Hodge. And Hodge, I didn't realize you were so sick, but you're snotting and you're coughing and you're snorting and everything else you're doing over there. What the hell, dude? What's going on with you? I'm not sick. <clears throat> okay. For those of you that don't know, I'm pretty sure you do because I've said it enough. I... Recently. Oh, wait, 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 just, wait, 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 wait. My last name. Sorry, Hodge. I mean to cut you off. Jesus Christ. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to finish my pizza. All right. Uh, I wanted to say this. Uh, one thing I love about the Hong Kong Central is always like a big family, a big party. I've, I've met people there this past uh, week. I met people from New Mexico, from Atlanta, Georgia, from Nebraska. I met people from uh, St. Louis, from Texas, from California. I met a guy that came 
all the way, I think, uh, um, from the Netherlands, just to visit Nashville and experience Broadway. Um, I met people from New York, and it, it, it just feels like a big family. I love it. Also, um, on the flip side of that, earlier, I really gave my gratitude and thanks to Emma. I met Anna for her help in passing out the cards. On the flip side, it's weird because when a girl's passing out cards, uh, 99% success rate, everybody wants to take one, especially when it's a pretty girl and she can uh, turn on the charm. When it's a fat, out of shape, breezy weirdo like me, a lot of folks are like, what is that? They question it first. Some girls looked at it like it was I don't know. I'm like, you think I'm like trying to give you poison? Like, I, oh, no, 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 thank you. No, thank you. No. But I did have success. I handed out hundreds of cards. Uh, so that was good. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. On my left, like I said, should have been 15 bucks. Um, my left app kept crashing. Um, anyways, it is what it is. Some folks, I uh, had to pay like a couple hundred bucks just to take a cab, uh, to get to their rooms or to, to get away from downtown and everybody jacked the prices up way high because it was new years and they knew people were desperate when you have half a million people downtown, uh, you know, people, uh, businesses take advantage of that. And I think it's wrong, but it is what it is. Okay, Hodge. Now back to you. Sorry. Go ahead. So the reason I have been coughing up a storm and sniffling is because this is the last update on this, by the way, on the simulcast. Um, I was diagnosed with walking pneumonia. Uh, what was it? A couple weeks before Christmas. I was sick throughout Christmas. Wasn't able to start my new job until later. Um than I was supposed to, but we got it all figured out, and I'm I'm not 100%. I'm about 85%. I still have some of the coughing, some of the congestion, some of the wheezing still, and I still have to use um, an inhaler like twice a day until it's all gone. So, But no, Bishop, I didn't want to keep on here long um, or any longer that we've been talking. Uh, I just got three things written down that I do want to talk about. Um, so the first one is I was at my new job and I work at a restaurant. That's all I'm going to say. Um, so I was taking food out to a customer and I said, Hey, your number 36 or whatever it was. And they said, Yes, sir. And I said, all right, here are your, here's your order. And I have to mention this because this is part of the story. They were African-American ladies. And they look at me and I said, all right, can I get you, can I get you ladies anything else? And they say, no, we're good. And I start to walk away and they stop me and they said, hang on just a second. And I said, okay. And I said, yes, ma'am. And she says, 
how come we can't get a colored person to wait on us? Why do we have to get a white person to wait on us, especially a white boy? And I said, ma'am, I'm sorry. I said, the kitchen has been, the kitchen's backed up. There's no more runners. I said, I just had to run it out here real quick. I have to get back to the kitchen. I'm sorry. And she was like, well, next time someone comes out, make sure they're just, they're, they're of, they're of our descent, our color. And so kind of, kind of ticked me off a little bit. So I go, um, I go to my manager and I like, look, they just really racially profiled me on table 36 or whatever it was. And she was like, really what they say? And I told her and she had went out there and uh, she'd come back and said she would like to issue her apologies to you, um, which I wasn't worried about. Um, it, it didn't hurt my feelings. It was just like people can be cruel nowadays just for anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, we're living in a crazy day where um, – Prejudicism, racism um, is at an all-time high. Even people who say they're not racist or prejudiced, um, there was there was this weird uh, divide between the racists, and it's it's not good. It's not pretty. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people blame it on um, the Obama administration. Um, honestly, I don't know when I when I think about it, I can see how the Obama Obama administration um, did things on a partisan level that should divide the country. Um, that's with any politician or any president. But when I think about race and the new race war and the new hatred amongst or the new level of people feeling uncomfortable amongst one another, when I think about it, the only thing I can think about is just the fact that he was a black man and he was the president and um, you know the whole controversy with the birth certificate was he really an American or not you know other than that I don't see how um, it's his fault that uh, there's a divide but nonetheless there is and the fact that they would ask you that in a restaurant I think is <laughs> um, pretty sad and pretty uh, disgusting um, I don't know. Maybe they felt like did they have food. Did they order food? Maybe they felt like a white person would spit in it. I don't know, but um, I don't know, man. I don't know either. For your sickness, man. Uh, the wheezing and coughing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wintertime. It's uh, horrible time for a lot of that. Hopefully you can uh, recover soon. Yeah, dude, I'm 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 working on it. Um, very. Ho- I'm trying to do it very quickly, but also very slowly and very humane and doctor orderly. Um, so the next thing here that I want to talk about, you know, it. I wasn't going to talk about it. I was just I was in talks with this guest, this female guest that I had on, and. Just the other day, and was like, "Hey, let's come back on." We didn't talk much about your music. Um, we we really just shot the bull during the podcast for about for a little over an hour, and um, I wasn't going to talk about. It. I was just going to edit everything out, leave it alone. 
but I figured that's not be being real. That's me hiding from the real fact that I forgot who I had on the podcast. I let me tell you what I did. I didn't forget I had her on. Here's what happened. Her name is Jess Page. Her podcast is coming out soon. It's not out yet, so don't go looking for it. Um, but I was booking her, and I was also booking Jesse Rose. I was booking them two back to back, and they had they kind of had the same name, Jess Jesse, and so I guess I had gotten lost in the emails, or something had happened. And I was contacting Jess Page and thought I was contacting Jesse Rose. So in my phone read Jesse Rose, which was Jess Page, and Jess Page's number was Jesse Rose's number. So I had it swapped backwards and I had my 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 notebook with my notes on it flipped over to Jesse Rose. And you're not going to hear this in a podcast because I, be honest, I edited it out. I felt like an idiot. Um, brought up a song of Jesse Rose's, and she stopped me mid midway and said, "That's not my song." And I was like, "Oh, well, there must be another Jesse Rose, according to Google." Well, then she goes, "No, I'm Jess Page," and I said, "Oh, hang on a second. And she was like, do you have the wrong person on? And I said, no. Mm-hmm. And I felt like a freaking idiot. And I said, no. I said, let me tell you what happened. So I stopped the podcast and I was like, this is exactly what happened. I don't want you to feel awkward. I didn't want it to feel like an episode of The Office, like Scott's Tots or whatever. I didn't want it to feel like that. But man, what an awkward position to be in when you mess up. An- it's just It's just that simple of messing up a number. I thought I was communicating with one when it was obviously the other. Yeah, that is pretty embarrassing. Hump on, hump on. No, it wasn't really. It wasn't really embarrassing, not to me, because I've had worse things happen during a podcast. Um, But it was very, very awkward, and I apologized like 12 times on the podcast. Then we hung up. Then I texted her like four times. It was apologetic. And she was like, look, it's fine. We got it all figured out. So it was, I just figured that I would come on here and just have an extra story to, uh, to, to, to talk about the awkward, that, that uh, happens. podcast. Interview. <laughs> that happened. Um, I really only have one more thing left to talk about. And this is something that I'm very passionate about is movies. Other than music and, you know, wrestling and the Bobby Bones show and this podcast. I'm very passionate about movies. I'm a big movie nerd, big movie guy. And one of my favorite movie series of all time is Fast and Furious, the Fast and the Furious series. And they released some news to, or I don't know when the news was released, but I saw it today. And this is where, in my opinion, they're effing the series over. They're messing it up now because once they open this, once they open this box, 
they're not going to be able to close this box and tape it up. They're going to ha- it has to you know, it can't go away. And that is in Fast and Furious 9, which is coming out May something 2020. They're going to take the series into space. Oh no. Was that a wow. sarcastic oh no or because no, have you ever seen a, them before? That doesn't make any sense. How are they going to do that? Dude, I don't know. I think they're, I hate to say this, but I think they're running out of ideas because I think they should have stopped after Paul Walker was killed um, with, with Furious 7. I think it could have ended there. And ended everyone's story because the movie kind of came to a close for everyone. But they wanted to continue their goal to reach 10 episode, uh, episodes, uh, 10 movies, Fast and Furious movies. And that's excluding Hobbs and Shaw that just came out. And The Fate of the Furious, that was the one after, that was eight. That one was okay. Wasn't my favorite. And then now this one, they announced that they're gonna it's gonna partake in space. So I don't know. There's no sense for them to go to space. There's no storyline that connects from the first one to the ninth one for them to go to space. There's no reason why they should. It and it, it it's like a bad sequel. Like remember when. They did like the Jason movies and they did like Jason 10 where it was like 2060 and he was in space killing people on the spacecraft. Uh, no, I'm not a, a Jason fan, but I'm following. By the way, Taking, while we're just mm-hmm. speaking about movies, I do want to say this real quick. I saw the uh, trailer mm-hmm. a couple hours ago for Hansel and Gretel. That movie looks good. I don't really like horror movies or whatever, but... That Wait, you talking good. about the Hensel and Gretel? Is it the one with Jeremy Renner? Or is it just not... Is it is it new? Yes. Or... It come, I, yes, yes. It, I believe it comes out in a few months. Uh, <coughs> it's... Uh, Okay, I you see it right the, here. I'm you looking know at it right now. Story about the two kids that get lost in the woods yeah. and find the they get lost in the candy. woods. The go yeah, yeah. They go to like the gingerbread house. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but apparently in the movie, this house isn't made like that. It's a but it's a witch's house. Okay, I got it right here. It's called Gretel and Hansel, and. It's coming out January 31st, and it says a girl and her younger brother unwittingly stumble upon the house of an evil witch in the dark woods. A darker take on the children's fairy tale. Um, Okay, I'm usually in the know of movies, but I had no clue that this even existed. Um, You have got to watch the trailer, dude. It's freaking... Now, I don't really like when movies take their liberty and they change the story a little uh-huh. bit. Like when Beauty and the Beast, the live version did that and changed some of the scenes. It yeah. really made me mad. Um, <laughs> I'm a huge Beauty and the Beast fan. I'm a huge Gaston fan. I know that sounds horrible, but I am. <laughs> but uh, 
I wouldn't say huge from a fan, but so at mm-hmm. first I was like, man, that sour stain made out of candy. But I don't know. After I got through with the trailer, I was like, man, I don't like horror movies, but I'm going to watch this. Yeah, dude, you know me. I'm a fan of um, all movies, including one of my favorite family stables is um, a new horror movie coming out. And we, for some reason, my mom and my sisters are so chicken because we usually go see us three go see a movie together. It's just tradition. Um, and they never want to go see a, a horror movie in the theater. So we always have to wait for it to come out, uh, like to rent on TV or video, whatever you want to do. And that is just a stable. It's to watch horror movies. And, um, so I would definitely check out the trailer if it's worth watching. I will, uh, definitely check that out. But you mentioned Disney, and you mentioned the remake of Beauty and the Beast. We have never talked about this, but you watched the 2019 remake of, or live-action version of The Lion King. Yeah, I did. Which, and real which, quick, before, yeah. before we go down that rabbit hole, um, uh, I will say that it is my understanding the original Beauty and the Beast story um, not the Disney version, but the one the original story is pretty dark, and um, apparently um, the cartoon took their liberties with. Uh, so it is what it is. But yeah, uh, that was a long time ago. I watched a Lion King live action, and uh, I love cats. I love big cats, and I watch. Uh, Scar, evil, broke my heart. But you Watch never Simba. seen you have you you've never seen the nineties one, the 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 actually no, animated I have, one. Before. I have. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I saw it in theater when I was a kid. And okay. then I had it on I had the VHS, but still dude, seeing an evil cat and then watching Mustafa get <laughs> killed and then it broke my heart a little bit. But, yeah. Uh, that was that is my all time favorite Disney movie, um, and right behind that comes Toy Story. Um, but I was very excited when it, when I heard The Lion King was coming out. I went the yeah, first it's one of my favorites. I was so scared they were going to f it up, like they did Alice in Wonderland. I liked the cartoon. I did not care for the remake with Johnny Depp. Um, is that the one? Is that the one where a girl falls the down the rabbit, jumps into the mirror, and then like goes into another world through the mirror? Well, sort of. She falls through a rabbit hole, like a there's no, a. I'm talking about the cartoon. Yeah, the cartoon. There's a a tree, uh, and there's a rabbit hole. And she falls down the rabbit hole and winds up in Wonderland. So, I mean, yes. I mean, yes, she does look in a mirror and go into the mirror, yes. Um, oh, but oh, okay. That's, that's not how she gets there, but yes, that does happen. Uh, so what, she comes in and out of the rabbit hole as she wills and then goes back to Wonderland through a mirror? No, she, the whole movie, she just falls through the rabbit hole and is basically wandering around Wonderland until the end of the movie. No, Dude, I don't even the original. 
the cartoon, yeah. Uh, yeah, basically just stays, falls in the rabbit hole and stays to the end of the movie. Uh, I don't really remember what how she gets out or if she does get out. I don't remember. Um, but you're thinking about like through the looking glass, like where she walked through the mirror and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I vaguely remember it. Dude, yeah. like two movies just came to mind. I know we're going all over the place again. You're talking about wandering around. You ever seen the movie The Secret Garden? The Secret Garden. You know, they made a – I don't know if this is one you're talking about, but they made a one, a cartoon version that I watched in school about rats. It had, like, animated uh, rats. rats. Like It was, like, animated rats, I think. And no, no, that's not at all what I'm talking no. about. Okay. Okay, so I, then, uh, I think it came out in 94, and – I'm going to look this really, up as you talk. I don't remember much about it, but uh, this girl uh, lives in this huge house, and it's like, the, I think, an old Victorian-style house or whatever, and they discover this garden that had a padlock on it that was overtaken by ivies or whatever. They mm-hmm. find this secret garden that I think belonged to uh, the dude's deceased wife. I don't remember. But anyways, that movie came to mind when you were talking about Alice in Wonderland and the garden. But um um Yeah, so you were afraid they were gonna mess up the Lion King, you say, and you're glad they didn't. Yes. I, w- I was on the fence about it because I was like, well if they do change it up Let's hope it's not too much. Now, they did change some things, but I've said this time and time again. They changed stuff that needed to be changed. Like, for example, one of the biggest ones that I saw was in the live-action one, Nala, you see her escape from Pride Rock and go out adventure to find Simba. And... That actually did not show in the original animated one. All you do is see Simba drinking out of a pond, and boom, there's Nala right in front of him. So I do think that needed that because it put a different aspect because it was like, well, how did she escape Scar's, you know, violent wrath when he was throwing a fit? Right. And they also added some dialogue that I think needed, like maybe a little explanation here, a little bit more on this. But I think they they landed Pumbaa fantastic with Seth Rogen. I I I, I like how they how they use Seth Rogen there as Pumbaa because if they couldn't get the original, who else would they be able? Who else would make a great Pumbaa? Than Seth Rogen. I think he did a fantastic job. I love that scene where uh, he and Nyla are cubs and she's getting her bath and then uh, he gets sick. She says, Mom. <laughs> no, she's just licking him, giving him a bath. She's, it's your turn. Yeah. I that's the cutest thing ever. And here's uh, the thing. Uh, 
my mom and sister, we we actually wanted to go together, and I didn't know that my sister had never seen the cartoon Lion King. And so, you know, they, they played the Circle of Life song, yada, yada, yada. Um, and obviously at the end of the movie, you know, Simba and Nala get together, they defeat Scar, and they have a kid of their own, and it's the Circle of Life all over again. And yeah, my I sister how said... I remember my sister being in a theater and go, oh, that's what they mean with circle of life. And it's weird to me because as big as a movie nerd that I am and how big of a Disney fan she is, she had never seen the original. And she also didn't realize now how much I get. What I'm trying to say is a lot of the kids nowadays can't take a word or a phrase and try to figure out what that's actually meaning because they have a phone to tell them. Like they're not having to, for example, if I wanted to know what the song Tiny Dancer from Elton John's about, I could just get my phone and say, what is Elton John's Tiny Dancer about? And 99% of the time it's going to give you a website. It's going to, you're going to find the right answer. But I remember not knowing what is this song about? And you have your own story, your own prediction of, you know, what that song means. And 60 different people would say it 60 different ways. And you could see it all 60 ways. But now the kids nowadays only see it one way because the social media or, something is persuading their views to see it just one way. You can't see it eight. You can only see it one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the cool thing, uh, though, about uh, music, though. You mentioned Elton John's Tiny Dancer. Um, unless you're a hardcore nerd or you really follow a particular artist, a lot of times, a lot of people don't know the meanings behind a certain song. So, you still can do that. You can still assign whatever meaning you want. And I think that's special. Um, mm-hmm. You're right, though, because of the Internet, it's um, become super easy to find anything you want. And with doing that, it kind of spoils a lot of fantasy. Um, you think about the, the Circle of Life song and the lesson that Mustafa gave uh, Simba. And really, dude, that that's true. Whether you semi believes in God or evolution or believes in uh, any variety of religious view, um, I don't think there's any dispute that you know uh, life is a circle, and then coming to the world, and then on top of the food chain and then when you die if you are buried and not cremated you're at the bottom of the food chain you become eaten by the ants and the worms Uh get back to the the smallest of the species that you ruled over during your life because you were so much greater than them and now you're subject to them they are ruling over you your carcass Uh it's so fascinating to think about uh, you know, you mentioned Toy Story earlier, and we said we still got to go back and tie up Fast and Furious because we segue off of that. 
This is why I did it. Bobby says he's not going down a certain rabbit hole. It's because you can never get back. But you mentioned Toy Story earlier. Um, have, have you ever seen the movie The Indian in a Cupboard? Yes. A... It's been a, it's been a while, but yes, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's been a while, but yeah, yeah. I know that that was such a cool movie when I was a kid. Um, and I'm older than you, and I was young, so yeah, would have been really young. But uh, do you do you remember they had a movie called was it Little Soldiers or Toy Soldiers something where this little kid had this collection of kind of like G.I. Joe's and it came to life. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember, yeah. Do you remember that movie? <laughs> yes, vaguely, but I do remember. Dude, well, let's... that movie, uh, Jungle to Jungle? With Tim Allen? Yeah, I don't know. That was a good movie. It came, I... around, it came out, I think, around the same time as it ended in the cover. That's why it's on my mind. Yeah, I vaguely remember it. Like, it's... I I don't even really know if I remember what the plot line is about, but I I, I remember watching it. It's kind of yeah. because because I think that's it got lost in the realm of Tim Allen movies. Like it wasn't the best, but it wasn't the worst. It was okay. Right. So it got right. trapped in the middle and got looked over. Yeah, I vaguely remember it, but uh, I remember a couple of scenes. I remember. The scene where the dude is on the side of the skyscraper and was out of sticks to take a piss. That's just <laughs> peeing, peeing out, you know, in the jungle. And then I remember the scene mm-hmm. where uh, he blows through the uh, little pipe thing to kill bugs or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, a lot of my life, I think I'm like, when I've seen like a spider or whatever, I've been like, man, it'd be so cool. Or a fly, if I had one of those, I could just blow it and kill that thing because, you know. But anyway, Stu, that's enough of that rambling. We need to get back to the Fast and the Furious. So they're going to be in space. Yeah. All right. Are they going to fight aliens or are they going they're... to? Um, <coughs> or is it going to be a bad guy that is trying to install us? We don't know. To destroy. We don't know. No one knows. There has not been any kind of plot leak. All we know is a trailer is coming out January 31st. And it's they don't know if the whole well of what was leaked. They didn't say if the whole team was going to space, if just three or four characters were going to space or what. But to tie it all up. That's just how they kill everybody off finish the story well there's one more movie so they can't really do that and I don't think they would do that anyways um, because it wouldn't make any sense to kill anyone off unless it was not they really a half of them off already no they haven't they still they killed the Chinese guy and, yeah, uh, that was Tokyo Drift. And uh, his name was Han. They, they, okay, they killed Han. He was a side character, and they killed Dom's. I don't know. 
I can't remember if it was his brother, his brother-in-law, his cousin, but they he 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 died in Fast Five, which he was not a big character at all. He showed up in the first one, was vacant for the second, third, and fourth, and just showed up randomly uh, in the fifth one and died. So he wasn't really. And then in the sixth one, they did kill off Han's girlfriend, which is Gal Gadot, who plays Wonder Woman. Only because Han dies in Tokyo Drift, which takes place after six. So it all makes sense of why they killed him off. Now there wouldn't be any sense now. Unless it was... I don't know, dude. That That's a tough... Because I don't think... Because nobody knows what direction they're going to go. Now that, now that they... I say they're screwing the bird on this one because what is the point of them going to space? Why can't they? I don't know. Well, I, we I, can't I, really I, cast a whole lot of judgment until we I know. plot, but it doesn't make sense. I'll say that. But no, it, they could, but they've got enough money behind it and enough creative minds behind it. I think they could make it make sense. But well, um, and they also could make it. They could also screw it up and, and end it oh, for they good. Could. Yeah, they could. That's that is true. I love the series too. Doesn't uh the Rock and uh Vin Diesel have beef? Okay. Here is this. I have yet to see Hobbs and Shaw. I'm scared to watch it because it is a spin-off of Fast and Furious. So I really I was going to see it in the theaters, but decided not to. Still haven't watched it yet. I'm going to before I watch 9. So, here's the deal between Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson. And Dwayne Johnson, or The Rock, whatever you want to call him, kind of has this stinginess to him. Sure, he's cool. He's nice, one of the nicest guys in Hollywood, but he also has this stinginess towards him, and I'll explain it. So Dwayne Johnson comes in, Fast Five, as Hobbs, which is FBI agent trying to track down, you know, the the, the Fast and Furious team of Dom and Brian and Letty and whoever else. Well, turns bad, goes to the sixth one, and he decides... Okay, Paul Walker is killed. He, he, he dies. So they're like, after this movie, we're going to take a long break, a longer break than we usually do for movies. Um, and we're going to have a spinoff of the, of the series. And so Tyrese Gibson was in the running. Ludacris was in the running. Side characters that needed kind of a more of a story were in process, and Dwayne Johnson said, No, screw all of you guys. It's more interesting if I'm in it, Jason Statham's in it, and it's before we met any of you guys and we're doing it. Oh, and here's the thing once I do this, I'm done with the Fast and Furious series. So, oh wow, he left a plot hole that I think they're trying to fill with the space because in fact, in furious seven, 
Dwayne Johnson, it kind of leaves off with a little bit of a cliffhanger before they do the see you again scene. Um, and so we don't know what happens with Hobbs or Shaw. We'd have no clue what happens. And they say, they both say they're not returning. And so when that happened, all the fight scenes you see between Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson, or if they're just in a scene together, they are not there face to face. They are there CGI'd. So they each did their scenes separately in front of a green screen and they CGI'd them together to make them look like they were on the screen together. They hated each other that much because of Dwayne Johnson's stinginess. Now, could you say he was looking out for himself? Absolutely. But well, I, I could see in Diesel being pissed off period because really that that is his Dude, exactly. That, that, that was my next point. Him. I was. That was my so, next point. Dwayne uh, Johnson came in five movies later. He didn't come in from the start. You know what I mean? Like it's not his series to say. It, it's right. really Vin Diesel's series. And I mean, and I do. I do see thing. both. All right. All right. I I just see how people could say that Rock is a big star and it would dramatize the series, but I would disagree because. The series was so freaking hot to begin with that right. I think that's what got the rock interested, what got him on it, is it was already legitimized without him. And him being on it just added another level of superstardom. But uh yeah, I, I just see why it's I can see where there's heat there. Hey, I wanna ask you, uh, who do you think is hotter? Uh <laughs> uh I forgot their name. It's Paul Walker's girlfriend or Dom's girlfriend. So let me see. Let me pull their actual names up real quick. Because if I don't, I'm not going to know. Let's see. Series of action films. Let's go. Let's do cast. Um, I'm sorry. Real quick. I'm sorry. Okay. We have Letty, which is, of course, Dom's girlfriend fiance whatever you want to call her that's michelle rodriguez uh and then jordana brewster plays mia which is brian o'connor or paul walker's character's wife um that's easy for me dude and it's jordana brewster with without a doubt Man, I had a feeling you would say that. I, I, I had a feeling. I, to me, ever since the first one came out, it was always uh, uh, Rodriguez. Ready. So is that your answer? Is uh, Michelle Rodriguez? Yeah. yeah. Ever since the first one came out, when I saw her, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. He- I'm sure that was just want to hear two dudes sit here and drool over it. But uh, I don't know, man. We shall see what happens with that. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, dude, I'm tired. <laughs> it's late here. It's almost midnight yeah. over here. It's, it's past midnight there. I, I just want to... Uh, 
real quick, uh, before we give our closings, uh, again, I want to thank Emma from Atlanta for her help in passing out the cards. Uh, I'm so, so thankful that I got to uh, meet and hang out with Tracy Rose for a little bit. Uh, I'm telling you guys, her, Sarah Avalos, you see, I really shouldn't just start naming names because then I leave names out. But see, this is exactly why I don't do it. No hate on you doing it. That's just why I don't do it because I feel if I do it and I put one person out, the other one's going to feel disappointed and make me look unprofessional, which I'm not saying you are. I mean, it's whatever you want to do. That's just why I don't do it. So I don't show favoritism, which I understand, which I understand you people do have their own, their favorites. I just don't put it out there. I feel you. I'm just going to say this. Um, there's this pink haired girl I met named Tara Lynn Fister, T-E-R-A-L-Y-N-N-E-F-I-S-T-E-R. Uh, she's got a song called Hellraiser. Uh, I'm telling you right now, go check out Hellraiser by Tara Lynn Fister. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. It's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. She's coming on a podcast um, this coming week. I'm going to have her on. And I guess that'll be dropping next week, the week after that. But she is, um, that song's phenomenal. She's phenomenal. I've never heard a girl cover Friends in Little Places. And I've never heard a human cover it with such soul as her. And she crowd surfs, which I'm going to ask her questions about crowd surfing. Uh, and there's Jesse Rose. Got to meet and hang out with her. And, uh, you know, she's special. Sarah Avalos, the rasp in her voice, the rocker side of her, she's special. Um, there's a number of dudes, um, the Mance Brothers, M-A-N-T-Z. Uh, uh, holy cow, man. I, I thought I would be disappointed because it's just two big burly dudes, but they're really good. Um, obviously, y'all know my boy Tyson Haynes. I'm a huge proponent of him. One of my, uh, it's my dude. Uh, there's Claire Cunningham, mm-hmm. uh, Sasha McVeigh, who I haven't seen in person yet, but I plan on it. Dalton uh, Black. Was... Huh? I said Dalton Black. Yeah, Dalton Black. He's another cool one. Uh, and then, uh, uh, of course, he's my boy too. Uh, I've seen him a lot. Um, his wife, Kelsey, is a photographer, and she does a lot of cool photographs. So if anybody listening needs any headshots or anything done, hit her up, uh, Kelsey Black. She's um, affordable. I'm going to be hiring her, too, once I lose a little bit of this weight. Um, she's also best friends with Sarah Avalos, who I was just talking about is so amazing. Um I can go on and on and on. I'll say this also. Samantha Stroh's amazing. She's not been on yet. Uh, hopefully I'll get her on soon. One of my heroes, uh, Hall Skelton, Jerry Hall Skelton, the guy that turned me on to Honkin' Tonkin, God Almighty, his band, Joshua Wayne Black, Landon Lingerfeld, uh, Katie, uh, plays a fiddle, uh, Man, if you're ever not in the Nashville area Wednesday through Sunday, the 2 p.m. through 6 p.m. showing on the main stage, 
gotta go see this band. Uh, they are badass. Um, I, I know I'm leaving people out, man. I'm, if anybody, if any of the artists are listening, I'm like, hey, you left me out. It's not intentional. These are just names. It's off the top of the dome, off the top of my head. Uh, um, people I believe in, and I'm encouraging the listeners. If you're ever in Nashville, check them out. And some of them you can check out at wherever you're at, because they're on uh, Spotify and iTunes. Uh, Tara Lynn Fister, Sarah Avalos, S-A-R-A-A-V-A-L-O-S. Uh, they're both on streaming platforms. You can buy their music, stream it. Dalton is too. Tyson is also. Claire is also. Anyways, ma'am, I'm, I'm rambling at this point. Uh, Hodge, uh, go ahead and give your clothes unless you have something else you want to say. Well, real quick before we give close, you gave some of your favorites. I'm just going to give a little bit of what's to come on the HodgePodge podcast. Some episodes include, this is not in order, this is just me reading off of my documents on my laptop of the actual interviews that I have. One of the bigger ones that I have coming up is, his name is Nicholas Rhodes. This guy is the tour manager for David Nail. And he gives a lot, answers all of my questions. If you guys want to figure out how the band gets paid, how they're salaried, how they actually book a venue, he answers all my questions that fans want to know. And and that's a very good podcast. It's coming soon. Also, uh, just had an interview with my boy and my friend Sky Kellogg. He has a new album coming out. Um, so that will be dropping as well. Uh, UFC fighter Irvin Legend, he talks being friends with Floyd Money Mayweather and kind of gets a little scratchy towards the end, but hey, we make it work. Also, one of my favorites that I've recently done, Freak the Baddest. Freak the Baddest is a DJ or a DJ music producer, whatever you want to call him, and he did the Bobby Bones Tuesday song, made the beat. And we talked over two and a half hours of him. Uh, what actually, a song. Actually, Tuesday. no. Now listen to this, Big Shrimp. Listen to this. You're going to freak out when you hear what this guy, how this guy knows Bobby. So just a little behind the scenes real quick. Bobby used to work in Texas. And there was this radio station. Apparently, Bobby has bad blood with and freak the baddest worked or had some relationship with the radio station. Well, he would, um, someone gave freak the baddest Bobby's number. And every time he would text it, he said, Hey, this is such and such from this radio station. And Bobby would instantly block his number. And then one day he just said, you know what? If it, I'm just going to say, this is me not going to mention the radio station or nothing. And he texted him up and said, here's a beat for, Tuesday, you can use it for free, yada, yada, yada. He's also talking. This is this is actually pretty cool. He was on the Summer Slam Down Tour for WWE back in 2008. He talks about playing with Chris Jericho's band, Fozzie, with Jeff Hardy's band. Talks doing Yeah Boys, which is Jericho's signature drink, having a Yeah Boy with Chris Jericho. We talk all about everything for almost three hours we just have a good shoot the bull kind of cliche thing and we have something coming up that we've already scheduled already 
texting about since yesterday that's coming up this summer. Something very special for you guys that you guys are going to like. Something that I couldn't put together by myself. And so I want to thank Freak the Baddest for that as well. So those episodes are coming soon and more to the HodgePodge podcast. I'm not going to say them all because if I do, I'll be here all night about who else I have coming up on the podcast. So I guess if you're done with this big shrimp, I'll go ahead and give my closing since this is your, since this is Amica 7, this is your number. This is your odd number 7. So my closing is always enjoy and frown less because if you frown less, you smile more. And when you smile more, you, you spread more smiles and you just forget those frowns. Also, Spaceship did not take off on its first flight. Nothing happens the first time you do it. You're going to fail, but you have to get back up. You have to build that spaceship from the top, and then it will make it to space and then to the moon if you believe that we went to the moon. Also, live your life a quarter mile at a time because if you live it too quickly, it's going to pass on by you. Big Shrimp going to pass it over to you, give you a closing, and we'll uh, get out of here, and I'll go to sleep. Holy cow, man. Uh, <laughs> wow. You really got to tighten up that uh, close. Uh, so I close, know. I know. But, I know. I know. But I do like it. I like where you're going with it. Uh, <coughs> and I'm excited to hear the podcast you've got. Uh, you, I know you've been going on and on and on about uh, Freak the Baddest or whatever, or Prince the Baddest. You've been going on and on to me about how great it was. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, hearing that as well. Anyways, folks, uh, you know how we do. Our tomorrows are never guaranteed. For some of us, unfortunately, we've got less of them left than we do yesterday's. Life is a journey, and whatever hindrance, roadblock, whatever drama, trauma, negativity, struggle, pain, shame, or guilt, Lay it to the side and get to stepping. Live your life and live your truth unapologetically. Aspire to inspire before you expire. And as always, until next time, you got a friend in me. We've been listening to, I'm sorry, you have been listening to Big Shrimp Radio, episode number 106, uh, Hodgepodge Podcast. I believe we said it's 239. Let me look. Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. You're correct. You're correct. 239. 239, and it's just simulcast number seven. Uh, thanks, folks, for listening, and we are signing off. Enjoy and frown less.